0: The Worship Leader Blog Podcast. Empowering, instructing, and encouraging both on and off the stage. Hey guys, it's Terry with TheWorshipLeaderBlog.com and today we'll be talking about communicating on stage and how to be more effective in your communication uh, on stage because when you're on stage and we're leading worship or are not just leading worship if you're communicating from on stage there are verbal things we can do and there are non-verbal things that we can do uh to make our communication better and we'll be talking a little bit about that today and it's we can be really in tune as worship leaders we can be really in tune with God we can have our prayer down we can be in the in the spirit and we can be with his spirit and if we cannot convey that, if we can't convey that properly in front of people, then uh, our effectiveness is kind of at a bit of a handicap. So I'm going to talk about getting that communication down to where, where we can effectively have people get on the same page. It's really important that that we are able to communicate properly with people, especially if we're looking for a specific outcome and as worship leaders and as ministers of whatever kind, uh, the case is the outcome is the outcome is an atmosphere where it's easy for people to connect with God. And we help to create that atmosphere, uh, by getting everyone on the same page and focused on God. Now, there are a few things we can do uh, to help us to do this and to get as many people focused as possible. And now this first one I talked about in a in a previous uh, podcast, but it is part of communication, the nonverbal part of communication. It's a huge part, one of the biggest parts, and that is eye contact and smiling and just being friendly because like I said, I did this on an earlier podcast, and I'm just going to kind of retouch on what I talked about there. Uh, We as people, as humans, we are relational beings. We love to feel involved. We love to feel a part of a community. That's why we move into neighborhoods and there, and there's a bunch of people around us. Uh, Now you do have some loners and, and people that, that are Antisocial, but we need people no matter who we are we all need people and we all like to feel a part of something a part of a community and so uh when we make eye contact with people when we smile at them we do this we make people feel included if you think about your own life uh walking into a school or or i always use the analogy with school and whether it's college high school whatever uh or a new job you know it's it's easy to feel not a part of everything, especially during lunch, or if, if there's a section to go eat lunch, or or there's a section where where it's designated for us to do something for a time, and we have to be around a lot of people, uh, it's easy to feel disconnected, especially if you don't know a lot of people, especially if it's a large group of people, it's sometimes easy to feel disconnected. And if you think about it, if anyone's ever come up to you uh, or anybody's ever passed by you and smiled and made eye contact with you that makes you feel that much more a part of things and as worship leaders we want to draw people in we want to scan the crowd and we want to look at people not just scanning over over people's heads and some there's some things they tell you look at the back of the wall uh, so you so you it's like you're looking at everybody and you're not focused on one person. I don't agree with that so much, especially as worship leaders. I think we should engage and we should look at people, even if it's a little uncomfortable for us. Uh, I think we should push past it because we are inviting people in and we are making people feel a part of the worship experience by making eye contact with them and smiling because you never know that person. That just had an argument before they came to church or they just they just had to discipline their kids. And then it's it's off to off the church and they they get in church and it's not you're not really feeling like church. So having that friendly smile and having that eye contact, it just draws people in and it makes them feel apart. Uh, Another way we can we can kind of communicate, make our communications on stage a little more effective is being being open and inviting. Now being open and inviting is kind, it's kind of hard to explain uh but what it starts with is starts from within it starts from within us we must be open and inviting and, and what that is uh a big part of that is we must first be concerned with people uh in order for you to have an inviting spirit towards someone you must be concerned with them now i know you can't get one on one and be personal with every single person and be concerned for that person on a personal level. But what we as worship leaders need to do and and we should be concerned about is the atmosphere that we are helping to create for every single person in that building. We should be concerned about creating an atmosphere where they can reach God. And if we're concerned about that and, and we're truly, truly concerned about those people that we are leading in worship it shows uh, they are able to tell and that comes off as being inviting and as being open and another way for us to be open and inviting is not to draw in on stage I'm personally, I am an introverted person. There are a bunch of introverted people, and it's so easy to draw in on stage, especially if we hit a sour note or or we miss a line somewhere or we miss a lyric, then it it's easy to get that tunnel vision on what we did wrong and to draw in uh and to hit the retreat button. But what we need to do is we need to make sure that we're open and that we 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 are worshiping openly and not just drawing into ourselves we must worship outwardly we must worship openly and that for some people you might say well that's not my thing that's that I don't worship openly I'm not that kind of a person well you know with when you have when you get a job in the secular world do you have a job description and and what that job description is those are the things that are required of you in that job description and some of those things may not be your thing you may not like doing it you may not be that type of personality to do that stuff but we do it anyway because it makes our job more effectively especially in customer service it makes It makes our job more effective. It helps us to do our job in a good way. And as worship leaders, uh, we may not always feel like lifting our hands. We may not always feel like being open. It may be awkward and it may be something that we're not accustomed to or that we even want to do. But if you think about it, uh, us worshiping openly, I'll just use this analogy again with the school or, or, or just walking into not even a school. But if you're. With a group of people and you're all in the room and someone asks a question. Someone says, uh, what are some of the things that you fear? And you got a group of people and everyone's silent. Everybody's silent. Nobody's talking. Well, when that first person, when someone stands up and says, hey, I'm afraid of the dark or hey, I'm afraid of clowns or whatever that person may be afraid of. Then nine times out of 10, everybody else will open up once that. Once the ice is broken, everyone else will open up and they'll say, oh, yeah, that kind of scares me, too. And you know what? I I I hate being alone in hallways by myself or whatever, whatever the case may be. And as worship leaders, we are that first person in a group of people that are worshiping. When we lift our hands and we cry out loud and we do these things, we are the first person to say, I'm afraid of the dark or. Um, But our proclamation is, I love you, Jesus. I lift my hands. I surrender. And when we do that as worship leaders, everybody, a lot of people begin to follow suit because now the ice is broken. And now people feel more comfortable doing something because they saw someone else do it first. So we as worship leaders, we should be first. We should be doing those things first, lifting our hands. We should be crying out to God and creating an atmosphere. We're just leading people into creating that atmosphere. We're not creating it, but all of our praise and our worship is going up to God and he's he's dwelling in him. He's dwelling in our praise and in our worship. He lives in it and he loves it. And it's our job to get everybody focused in the direction. So if we know as worship leaders that people need to do something in order to invite God's presence in in a better way, then we should do that thing. We should be the first to lead those people into doing it because we are worship leaders. So we should definitely be outward in our worship and leading out in those kinds of things. Another thing that helps us uh, in our communication on stage is staying engaged, staying engaged. If, um, If we want other people to be engaged during worship service and we don't wanna feel like we're just up there singing, we don't wanna just have people watching us, If we want others to be engaged, we ourselves must first be engaged. If we don't want people just watching us and to sing to dull eyes and dead hands and dry bones, if we don't want to sing to that and we don't want to worship in front of that, then we ourselves, we must be engaged ourselves. And a part of that is staying engaged during the entire service. You have announcements. You got logistics. They'll be talking about uh, somebody's grandmother is baking cookies and she's selling them and and a whole lot of logistics and other things that need to go on in a church service. And that's not time for us to clock out. We need to stay engaged during those moments because we are very visible when we are on a platform, on a stage, on whatever you want to call it. We are very visible to the eyes out in the audience or out in the congregation. So we need to stay engaged the whole time. We don't want to be like a turn it off, turn it on kind of thing, because it gets a little hard to do that. And our level of worship, the uh, level of worship that we uh, conduct in a portion of the congregation, a portion of the crowd, they will mirror that. So whatever we're putting out, it's going to be mirrored to a certain extent. So we want to make sure that we stay engaged the whole time so that a portion of that audience that we would lose with us not being engaged, we won't lose them. And also with all your outward worship and everything, like I said, it'll be mirrored. So the things that you want to see in a worship service, make sure you make sure you mirror that so that so that people will see you and they'll back to the analogy about being the first to do it. So you be the first and people will mirror you. And this next one I want to talk about will be the last one, and that is being appropriate. Now, I'm kind of big on being appropriate. I think that we as worship leaders, we uh, we want to make sure that we facilitate the moving of the spirit of God and not distract from it. So if the moment calls for shouting out, then by all means do it. But if it doesn't and you're going to draw attention to self and not to God, If your emotions are going, just count it, write it off as emotions and don't go through with it. We have to run it through that filter. Will will it draw attention to God or will it draw attention to myself? And if the answer is myself, then it's probably just emotional and we need to bite those emotions and go into the flow of what God is doing and what we feel like God is doing and what will not cause distraction, but facilitate the movement of God. And what we want to do, we want to add all of this together and we get more effective communication on stage. So we want to make sure we're looking at people, scanning the crowd, looking at people, making eye contact with people and smiling at them. This brings them in. It makes them feel included. And another thing we want to make sure we're we're doing is being open and inviting. We must make sure that we have a true concern about people and the And the experience, the worship experience, we're helping to create for those people. And we want to make sure that we're open and we don't draw in. We worship openly because that gives the go ahead to some people that would not have worshiped openly. Our open worship gives them the go ahead to go ahead and do it. And we want to make sure we're engaged the whole time because people are watching. We're very visible. And. A portion of the congregation, a portion of the crowd will mirror what we do. So we want to make sure we're engaged the whole time that we're communicating engagement. And we also want to make sure we're appropriate, not drawing attention to ourselves, but giving all of our gifts and our talents. And we are focusing it and turning everyone's attention to God. Alright guys, that's it for this week uh, talking about the communication and being a better communicator on stage. If you head over to the worshipleaderblog.com, I have an ebook, uh, it is called Two Steps to More Effective Worship Leading and it talks about um, this which is stage communication and it also talks about us connecting with God. It tells some of the things that I do and some of the things that people in my circles that we do to make sure we're Staying connected with God and also staying connected with people. Uh, so go check that out. It's free to download. Uh, and there's a couple of other resources on there, a couple of things you can check out. Um, and all of my blogs are on there too. So it's been fun, guys. Uh, I'll be back next week with another one. But until next time, signing off.